0: What's going on, everyone? Welcome back to this week's episode of Outside the Arena. I'm Griffin Senek, joined alongside my co-host, Devin Bernstein. And Devin, since we last recorded, the Phils, they were dancing. They're still dancing. The 2-0, and since we last left them, playing probably the best baseball out of any team, it feels like, in October. But before we talk about the Phils, just make sure to like, comment, and subscribe to the channel if you haven't already. Uh, we're inching closer to 100 subs. We'd love to hit that mark by the end of the year. So uh, if you haven't already, make sure to subscribe. We'd greatly appreciate it. Um, Hopefully, lots of big stuff. Hopefully, we'll start getting some interviews kind of going on the channel, too. I know we kind of both want to get that going. So um, stay tuned. But uh, we're going to go right into it. And like I said, the Phillies, we got to start with your team, Dev. They're just hitting the crap out of the baseball. I mean, up 2-0 in the series. Wheeler and Nola pitching better than you could ever ask for. Uh, Schwarber's hitting bombs left and right. He's already got three in the NLCS. Harper's, you know, ripping a bomb on his birthday. I mean, this team, even as a Mets fan, just so fun to watch, playing with so much chemistry. Kind of your thoughts on on a series that feels like, you know, I don't want to say it's over, but I, I'm pretty sure this series is over at this point.
1: Yeah, I mean, it just, like, game one, we did see a lot of fight back from the Diamondbacks, and they actually had their chances. Um, <clears throat> yeah. So, you know, there's a world where they kind of win game one and this is a completely different series, but from what we saw in game two, and you don't want to take too much out of one game that sort of just kind of got away from them. And then in the playoffs, once you give up on a game, you're, you don't really care how many runs are scored. You're just trying to use as few pitchers and as few arms as possible. Um, so in one sense, it's like, very possible that they just come back, you know, with the three games at home and win two of them, you know, something like that, but then you look at the pitching matchups, especially game 3 where you've got Ranger Suarez who's get, who's been a reliable four inning, you know, twice or once and a half through the lineup type guy even against the Braves, um, you know, a lefty against Carroll, um, Marte is better from the right side, but you know, still, you know, not the worst type matchup. Um, and I don't even know who they're starting for game. I think it's the guy. Like it's it looks like fat to me,
0: but it's fat, it's <laughs> yeah, hot. Yeah. yeah, something like
1: that. Um, so I think he's starting. He's not very good, to be quite honest. Um, <laughs> so it's just the offense is really gonna have to get going and kind of carry them. Yeah. And I don't super see that happening. And this Phillies team. I mean, ev- pretty much everyone in the lineup right now is doing really well. Like Bohm and Schwarber had been the quiet ones, and now they're kind of getting involved. And like Real Muto's back, and then Turner and Harper is just so lethal that two three. You don't want to face either of these guys, and then obviously Castellanos at the seven spot's unreal, um, for a seven hitter. And Marsh is a good eight hitter. It's like one through eight through this lineup. You don't really have any easy outs. Um, not a lot of guys that are worse against one side or anything like that. Like both of these guys, or all of these guys, it feels like are pretty good, you know, no matter who they're facing. Um. So, you know, again, you don't want to call a series over at 2-0, but this is about as close as it could feel to over Um, right now.
0: Yeah, I totally agree with that. I think you look at this series compared to the other, you know, 2-0 series, which we'll touch on in a little bit. And this one is definitely like, the other one, I think you can see much more of a path for that, to, you know, Astros to get back into it. This one, I don't know. I mean, the Diamondbacks, 84 win team in the regular season, first of all. And, you know, not that the Phillies won 100 games, but the Phillies went the World Series last year, won 90 games. The D backs, you know, a young team, 84 wins. Like, they're already, they've already superseded expectations this season. And, like, in most years, they're probably not even in the playoffs with 84 wins. So, um, you know, this is a team that, um, you know, there's a lot of young talent. Corbin Carroll obviously leading the way, um, and you know the good starting pitching of Merrill Kelly and Zach Allen. But I think we've kind of just seen them kind of meet their uh, kind of meet their match, and just like it's just you know they had the they got this far, but it's just not. I don't think they're good enough to keep going. Who knows? I mean, things could change. I, I think the only way they win this series is if they sweep at home. Because um, you know, if they win two, then. They got to win two games back to back at the bank. Like I just don't see that happening. Um, the bank is just such an environment, and you hear Merrill Kelly talking before the game, being like, "Oh, you know, I don't, I don't think he was even trying to be disrespectful. I think he was just trying to be like, talk about how that Venezuela WBC game was just like so crazy." Um, but it's like just not the stuff you want to be saying. Um, but yeah, I mean, this Phillies team, it, it's like the, it's like part two of last October, pretty much. Like it feels like. Everyone's hitting the ball, uh, Homers left and right, crowd going crazy, pitching, you know, their aces are pitching well. Like it's kind of just rinse and repeat what we saw last year in the playoffs. And, you know, this is a, a team that uh they're really freaking good. And especially come playoff time. They play their best baseball and we're seeing that now. So yeah, um, I'd be shocked if if Arizona somehow came back to win the series. I think this series is over. I think the Phillies are back to back National League champions, which is crazy to say. That's um awesome but yeah that that, that would be a, real yeah it, it really I mean Philly sports right now man you got the Eagles in the Super Bowl last year the, the Phillies about to be back to back in the, the World Series the Sixers are always in the playoffs every year um you know I don't think I don't know much about the hockey but I don't think the Flyers, the Flyers are, are in a good spot yeah good. but but I don't think the Flyers are even like like I think that's probably the fourth team of Philadelphia yeah. maybe I'm wrong absolutely yeah so it's yeah. like no one's caring about that but yeah, yeah what a time to be alive for uh for Mr. Devin over here, my co-host. And uh yeah, I, you got anything else to say or you want to move on to the other series?
1: No, I'm ready to move on.
0: All right. So moving along, another 2-0 series, Astros Rangers. This one's been a little bit closer. Uh Rangers won the first game 2-0, second game five to four. Um, but tonight's a huge game. It's it's uh, you know, when or yeah, it's tonight, right? Oh no, tonight. Oh yeah, yeah. today 703. I'm looking at the schedule I'm getting thrown off. Um Max Scherzer versus Christian Javier on the mound. When you're seeing this, that game will be over. So kind of apologies, obviously. The series is 3-0. It's probably going to be a little different than uh, how we're going to talk about it. But, um, I mean, this is the game for the Astros. If if they go down 3-0, the series is over, obviously. Um, But 2-1, like with this Astros team, they just need the bats to get going. I think that's been the key. Kyle Tucker really has struggled. I don't know. What have your thoughts been? The Rangers, though, on the flip side, like give them credit. Like this team is just – I mean, this is what they did in the first half of the regular season. They just beat up on teams, swung the bats extremely well. So, uh, you know, it seems like they kind of found their their groove once again, despite the, the late, uh, you know, late season collapse almost.
1: Yeah, I mean, it often seems like when teams exceed expectations, it's because they were really good for a part of the year. And, you know, for whatever reason, had some stretch of the year where they weren't as good. But then you know, in the playoffs, that good part really comes out. And that's what we've seen with this Rangers team. Um, I think that's the simplest way to describe it. Like you said, they were just killing teams with their power and starting pitching and a few guys in the bullpen at the start of the year. And it was really working and then everything fell apart and they kind of got it all back together. And it starts with the starting pitching. Um, That's probably been the biggest thing, but it's really been everything this, this lineup is just so good and the Astros lineup is equally scary but that's such a compliment to the Rangers offense um and you know we're not going to really preview a World Series because we just don't know what it's going to be yet but yeah. if it is a Rangers Phillies World Series it's like this is an offense that can compete with the Phillies offense I mean that yeah. that whoever we see come out figures to be a great series but I would be really excited for a Rangers Phillies series. Um, obviously uh, with my Phillies making it either way. I'd be happy, but um, It's just been really impressive, but this is, this is the game. Like you said, I do think the Astros win tonight. I do think they make it a series. I don't think they're going to be, you know, it's going to get in their heads that they're down to O after losing both home games, like it would to, you know, some other teams, like they're not. It's not like that. I'm sure they're panicking and in, in the sense that they're mad they're not winning, but they're not, they're not panicking in the sense of like we don't know what to do. We haven't been here. I mean, they have been to so many ALCSs. Like it doesn't even yeah. matter. Like at this point, necessarily. <laughs> they don't <even> like care.
0: <laughs> they, not that they don't care, but you no, just that, have it's, it's like it's like you're point, it's you're like, it's like, I mean, yeah. like
1: yeah. It's, yeah, it got to a point with that. Like with LeBron, where it's like he's in the finals every year. Like who cares? <laughs> like it's there's no nerves for him. But um, it's yeah. I mean they're, they're really good. I wouldn't be surprised to see them come back. And like the longer a series goes, the more you're going to test the pitching. Like you said, you don't really trust Max Scherzer. I'm going to take your opinion on that as a Mets fan. Like obviously his numbers are good and the pedigree is amazing, but you know, coming off an injury, we saw it with Strider last year where he got rocked and now you've got to potentially, you know, not wash, but in that, in that later stage not prime of his career coming off an injury that's pretty dangerous and then javier it's like he pitched well he's pitched well obviously in the playoffs before like we've talked about but didn't have a great season this year and this rangers lineup is really hot so could see that going kind of either way but this is like they're coming off a rest day both teams this is this is this is a huge game and it sucks that we don't you know obviously everyone watching us will be We'll know what happened, but this is an exciting game I'm looking forward to, and I hope we get a good rest of the series here.
0: Yeah, I hope we get, you know, it feels like in the playoffs we haven't really had, like, a great series, to be honest, yet. I guess the Braves-Phillies would probably be the best one. Um, so, yeah, I, I hope we do. I think – I agree with you. I think the Astros will win tonight. Obviously, um, you know, it, it's a little weird talking about this since, you know, it will have already happened. But for me, at least, like you said, like Scherzer, like, look, obviously – This guy is a Hall of Famer. He's had an incredible career. Obviously, it didn't end well with the Mets. But looking at, like, the actual evidence, like, the guy gave up – let me pull up the stats. The home runs he gave up, though, this year, way up. um, Here we go. Let's see. He gave up 28 home runs this year in 152 innings. For context, he gave up 13 last year in 145 innings. So, almost double in the same amount of innings. That's not good. And, uh, you know, mainly – Part of the problem was he just hung his breaking ball. He hung his slider consistently, just could not figure it out. Um, you know, he's coming off an injury. He hasn't pitched in a month. The second to last start he made was against the Astros, that start where he gave up seven earned runs. I think that's concerning. I think this is a huge game in the series because if Scherzer does not have it and it's hanging his pitches and gives the Astros lineup a chance to kind of get going, then we've got a series on our hands. <laughs> Max Scherzer – returns to the Max Scherzer of, you know, the Washington playoff days, the series is over. So it's really, you know, it's so interesting. It's in his hands completely. Who knows what we're going to get. I honestly don't know how far we'll see him go. Who knows the length of, uh you know, is it going to be four innings? Is it going to be five innings? I'm sure they're going to try to push him, but their bullpen is on some rest. Um, But I don't know. I think it's gonna be super interesting. And I think it's the perfect pitcher for the Astros to Need to get going again, seeing how they perform in that last game, but also coming off the injury. You know, the home run ball is up this year for sure. Like, that is kind of what this Astros team needs. It'll be interesting to see how it goes today. Um, and yeah, if they do make it a series and the bats get going, like we've talked, like you talked about, Dev, like the pedigrees there, they've done this every year. Like, who's to doubt them, you know? But at the same time, this Rangers team is, you know, they are ripping the, the crap out of the ball. So, um for them eight. it's just yeah it's just it's just the pitching for the rangers like if is the pitching gonna hold up and you know it's probably gonna hold up and then the Phillies will come to town and there it goes but um <laughs> yeah I, I I'm super excited to see what happens tonight um but yeah that's kind of all I got on uh, on that obviously um you know if the series is still going on next week we'll touch on it um any final thoughts though on uh, on the series
1: just one thing, I mean, yeah, you don't want to be hanging hanging any breaking breaking balls against this Astros lineup. Let me tell you that. Not um, not
0: Jordan Alvarez, especially. No. Oh my god, that
1: you guy don't really is want to freak right now?
0: <laughs> probably just walk him. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, probably probably the smartest course of action for sure. Um, so yeah, I mean, next week, uh, you know, maybe one of these series will still be going. I'm not. One uh, would game like six or seven. Let's see. I think, I think my guess is it'll be over. Game seven would be on Tuesday. Yeah, so this series, we'll have our World Series matchup. World Series starts on Friday, October 27th. So next week, uh, make sure to tune in. We'll give our, you know, we'll, we'll recap the, the remainder of these two series and then give our World Series predictions. Pretty exciting. Um, I think your Phillies are going to be in it, Dev. I'd be very shocked if they're not. So, um, yeah. Um, all right, moving along uh, to some football uh another week week six goes down in the books crazy we're already at week seven the nfl season just like you blink and it's like oh my god we're like fantasy season's like halfway done it's just like not depressing but like it's like shoot like we're about to like just run through the season (laughs) exactly yeah um okay i actually need to can you give me like five minutes i just had our chef text us that there's some issue in the kitchen that i need to check out real quick All right. We'll move along now to the NFL uh, week six, just finished up. Uh, this is take two now. So, uh, you know, week seven, it feels like, you know, we're starting to get kind of halfway through the season, halfway through the fantasy season, um, which is scary, but also exciting. Um, real quick week six. I mean, we got to talk about the outside the arena bowl jets Eagles. I predicted that shit right? I'm, I'm going to be honest. I mean, I'm a prophet. I don't know, um, <laughs> but um, yeah, very very defensive game. Twenty to fourteen Jets. Um, Jalen Hurts probably one of the worst games he's had as an Eagle. Um, three interceptions. Um, the interceptions definitely have been a, a bit of a problem for him. Garrett or Zach Wilson um, kind of played just. I mean, he did solid. He didn't turn over the ball. Hundred eighty-six yards. No touchdowns. No picks. Um, first loss of the season for the Eagles. Uh, I mean, your thoughts on the game? Obviously. Um, you know, Jalen Hurts, that late interception, pretty costly.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's weird because Hurts played so badly at the end of the game that it is one of his worst games, but he did play well for the first like three quarters or so. And the first interception, I wouldn't say was his fault really at all. So,
0: That one, the one like, where they uh, like stripped it out, yeah. Yeah,
1: it was like the screen, yeah. So and then Quinn and William, yeah. So that's kind of just a freak part, Not not upset about that. The other two interceptions, a little concerning. Like the the last one, I mean. So I was talking about this with my friends. If if the if the guy who intercepted it wasn't there, the other guy would have intercepted. There were two guys <laughs> that would have intercepted. But I don't know what he was thinking, but. You know, I mean, this team was going to lose at some point, obviously. They'd been kind of skating that close line, and even the team that hadn't been skating the close line also lost at some point this week. So, you know, you're never going to go 17-0. It's basically impossible to do that. That That wasn't the expectation. But I do think this team is going to, like, learn and come out kind of pissed off in another big game this week against the Dolphins on Sunday Night Football in their Kelly Green Kelly Green throwbacks, which I'm really excited for. Um, so just in terms of that, I think this team will use it as a you know way to bounce back. Devontae's everyone seems to have the right mentality. They they seem like, you know, upset that they, you know, didn't win and you know, frustrated they could have played better, obviously. But no one seems to be like, you know, there doesn't seem to be any locker room issues, anything like that. It is one loss. Schedule does get a lot tougher, but I just think this is going to be the wake up call that they needed. But let's let's talk about the Jets. I mean, this is a, this is such a good defense. Every single guy, it feels like, is a plus starter. Um, and the the depth really came to show this week with Bryce Hall, who kind of went from being your fourth dime corner to now a guy who kind of has to, like, be the number one in a Sauce Gardner type role. And <laughs> they didn't even do that badly. Like, yeah. AJ Brown got the better of him a decent amount. They didn't. Like even in that many island type situations, but I think it's really encouraging just to see how well this defense is playing and Zach Wilson turning into like at least Taylor Heineke or whatever, yeah. Um, which is I guess fine. Um, and I think this Jets team might make the playoffs. I I really do. I just the AFC looked a lot more loaded at the beginning of the season than it does now. And now yeah. it's kind of like you're looking at probably one team in the AFC South, one or maybe two teams in the AFC West, and then basically everyone in the AFC North is in it. But yeah, it um, it, you know, it it seems possible that a nine or ten win team could make it, and it seems like they could get to nine or ten wins. Like they probably have the best defense in the in the NFL. Um, and there are a lot of really good defenses, so that's that's a big compliment and. They're playing well. Um again, not super worried about the Eagles. I don't know. What, what are your thoughts?
0: Yeah, I mean, I'll start with the Eagles. I mean, I like you said, like this is, you know, compared to last year, I think this year they've obviously there's been more like obvious kind of issues. And part of that's like their defense has been banged up. Their secondary has really been banged up. Um, you know, they didn't have Jalen Carter this week. Um, the red zone offense has been pretty atrocious for them. I think they rank in like at least before last week, like in the twenties or something like that. Um so there's been, you know, and they played tight games. Like they played really tight against Washington, really tight against uh, New England, right? Yeah, New England. I think there was another one that they played super tight with. So, like, they've been in these close games all year. So when that happens and, and when you've kind of got things you're working through, like, yeah, like you said, like they were not looking like a, an unstoppable team. The fact that they were 5-0 was probably, like, lucky to me. I mean, not I wouldn't say lucky, but, um, you know, not really realistic of how they've been playing, I guess maybe is yeah. what you could say, which shows the t- to the amount of talent that they have on the team. Um, yeah, I'm not worried about them. They need to get healthy, um, you know, first and foremost. Like you can't expect to to like eat, win every game when your team's like super banged up. So um, they signed Julio Jones. I mean, I think that's been a little hyped up at this one. I think Julio, we've seen these last years, is he's cooked. He's probably going to be hurt in like a few weeks. Like, wouldn't expect if any contribution to get out of him, I think is a plus. So hopefully, you know, I would love to see Julio Jones, you know, you know, find him, find his, his prime again, but I don't think 34 year old Julio is going to quite be doing that. But um, yeah, I mean the only thing with Jalen that I think is a little concerning is just the turnovers. Um, You know, last year, I think it was six interceptions. he had, And this year he's already at seven, Um, which I mean, yeah, like you said, like that first interception the other day was like, not his fault, like not every interception is his fault, but, um that is a little concerning when you see a guy turning over the ball a lot more um but i think this eagles team will figure it out um on the flip side with the jets i mean like you said like i think aaron Rodgers coming back like after the bye and at this point like that guy i i'm like i've started to kind of get convinced that the nfl is actually scripted and this injury is just bogus at this point because it's like it's it's almost like when the injury happens, you're like, oh, it's not scripted. They would never do that. And then it's like now you see him thrown on the field like week six, like five weeks after surgery, like walking around without a, a boot and and throwing the football. I mean, it's like this guy's crazy. I think he's just like God knows what he's taking, like pain med wise or, or whatever. But look, he's killing his rehab. And like, yeah, I'm partially joking when I say he's coming back. But it's like I was – watching this doctor video and they're like, you know, week 15, 16 could be a legit possibility based on like where he's at with, uh, you know, where I would expect someone to be doing the same things he's doing. Um, I don't know. We'll see. I think if the jets are in it and he can kind of muster it up, like you may as well. Cause it's like, who knows when you'll get a shot to kind of go win a, win a super bowl again. Um, I don't know, but that's, that's besides the point. This defense, like you said, is really good. Um, they were without Sauce Gardner. They were without DJ DJ Reed, and they beat the Eagles. I mean, that is pretty incredible. Um, I think D-line is incredible. I mean, Bryce Huff had a, a one-and-a-half sacks, playing really well. Quinn Williams, obviously, with the interception. Um, Quincy Williams has been one of the guys on that defense that's been super underrated, too. He's been one of the better backers linebackers in the league so far. Um, you, there was one play where he made like a big tackle, and you see Robert Sala on the sideline doing his game celebration. I think that's awesome. I think Robert Saleh is really a, a player's coach, and I think he wants – you can just see it. he wants to win so badly. And I think, uh, you know, if you told me – I mean, I'm, now I'm kind of pivoting, but if you told me the Jets would be 3-3 three and three with Rodgers after those first six games based on that schedule, I think most Jets fans would have been pretty, like, complacent with that. The fact that they did that with Zach Wilson is pretty crazy. And like you said, like, I think there's a path to the playoffs for this team uh you know they're on by but then they come back with giants chargers raiders as your next three games like chargers i think are a solid team but those are probably three winnable games for the jets i would expect i would favor them against the giants and the raiders probably um and then you've got later in the schedule you got the falcons you got the texans you got the commanders the pats who suck but they do own the jets so i feel like that's probably a patriots win um it's going to come down to that, too. Oh, Week 18, Jets at New England for, like, a playoff spot. Oh, my God. I can just picture the – maybe that's Aaron Rodgers' comeback game, and he finally ends it. Oh, my God, yeah. Well, we just uncovered the script, Dev. We just yeah. found the NFL we, script. We found it, yeah. Wow, that was <laughs> – Week 18, they lost, whatever, 16 in a row. Aaron Rodgers makes the quickest comeback in, in history, and they beat New England and go to the playoffs. Well, we <laughs> – we found the script. That's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, yeah, good win for the Jets. I mean, um, I mean, since they're on by, I guess we won't really talk about them this week anymore. But um, any other thoughts on this game or you want to jump to uh, predictions for the week? No, I'm ready to move on. All right. Sounds good. Uh, so we'll move on. Uh, tomorrow night's game, Jaguars at Saints. Uh, it's pretty bad. I think the Thursday night games the rest of the way are, like, awful. Um, next week is Bucks bills That's pretty good, actually. That's not terrible. But then Titans-Steelers, it's just, yeah, not good. Um, you know, the Saints are coming off, I believe, a loss. Yep, to Houston, who yeah, they're playing good good football. Um, yeah, the Saints offense looks terrible. The Jags, uh, I'm, did they play again last? They played in – no, play, no, no, they, they didn't no, play they in were London. Back, they played they were... back in the States, and they beat the Colts uh etn had a solid game okay um so jags jags saints um what are your thoughts obviously kind of a i mean the jags have somehow managed to get to four and two so they've rebounded really well despite trevor lawrence it feels like he hasn't even really hit his stride yet
1: yeah um i think lawrence is like questionable so yeah, i think he's got a
0: knee injury yeah
1: so that's one thing Um, But as of right now, the Saints are like slight favorites. And if Lawrence plays and that stays, I mean, that's got to be one of the worst lines of the year. But besides that, um, what's the
0: line? It's Saints.
1: Sorry, I missed that. I I saw that the Saints were favored by three earlier, and now I think it's it's more like two or something. Okay. But I'm assuming that'll change if if Lawrence is playing. You would imagine.
0: Yeah, get your bets in now.
1: Yeah, so I, yeah, I'm not gonna tell anyone to do anything, but I don't hate, I don't hate that tomorrow night, um, or today or whatever you're watching this, um, but besides that, I just think yeah, the Jags haven't quite hit their stride, but they're winning these tight or not, not even really tight games. They kind of blew the Colts out, and they they found a way to win against the Bills. Uh, as much as like they had the fumbling issues and all that stuff, they found a way to win. Um, so they're looking a lot better. Um, and the Saints is just they're such a boring team. We know who they are. Derek Carr, I mean, is really really bad in the red zone. Um, like just loves to check down in situations where it's not necessary. Um, the receiving <laughs> core is cool, but Carr doesn't use them enough. Um, and The line isn't that good, and their defense kind of does what it can. So they're a very average middle-of-the-road team. So I guess this won't be an easy game, but I I do see the Jags winning this pretty comfortably.
0: Yeah, um, the Saints are – I'm going to go with the Saints. It's a weird game in the Superdome. Trevor Lawrence probably not 100% if he does play. Um, Saints' defense is pretty good. you got to give them credit. Um, you know, it, it's a solid unit. Um Kamara's been back, he's been playing pretty well. Um, it's just like you said, red zone efficiency. They just haven't been scoring touchdowns at the end of the day. And um, you know, this Jags defense, they, they played solid, but it's not the best defense in the world. So um, I think this is you know, now or now or never for the Saints offense to get going a little bit. They just got to get Chris Olave the ball, too. I think. I mean, Chris Olave, we've seen what he can do. Um, you know, he, he's the number one on this team, you know. Michael Thomas is obviously still there, but you know. He's cooked at this point, but not maybe not cooked. He's a fine like number two, number three on like a mediocre slash, you know, maybe fringe playoff team. Um, but yeah, Chris Olave is a stud. They got to give him the ball, like you said. Um, if I'm being honest, I, I, Taysom Hill is such an interesting case because it's like I love Taysom Hill, but like I feel like at this point it's just like you know they got to reinvent the wheel a little bit, and you know I think they got to mix things up a little bit. In New Orleans, I mean, maybe that means more Taysom Hill, though. I don't know. Um, I I kind of think it works. I, I it's guess weird. It works.
1: It's weird, and like as a whole, their offense doesn't work. But I feel like he's pretty effective in a weird way. But I agree that it it's it's weird, and it's weird how much they use him.
0: I mean, he had seven catches last week. Like, it's pretty pretty crazy. I mean, look, I'm not I'm not trying to hate on Taysom Hill. I think he's a good player. I guess I'm trying to – more what I'm trying to say is I just think this team needs to reinvent the offense a little bit and just kind of move to some new things. And that maybe means using Taysom Hill in a more different role, in a receiving role maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm just rambling at this point. I'm going to go to Saints at home. Uh, the Jags, I don't know. I still haven't – they're playing good, but at the same time I'm just like I just am not – you know, look, they played the Gardner Minshew Colts, so – uh, take that for how ha- they beat the bills, though. I mean, I can't hate on the Jags. I don't know, just a gut feeling. I'm gonna move on before I keep rambling. Um, <laughs> Falcons going to the Bucks. The Bucks, um, have come back to earth after, uh, you know, the, a hot two and start a little bit, but uh, I mean, their defense is pretty good. They've been holding teams to like 20 or so points, roughly. Um, they lost 20 to six to a very good Lions team. Uh, Baker Mayfield, not his best game. The Falcons on the flip side. Um, you know, really, you know, good win last week against Houston, but they lose to the Commanders. Um, Desmond Ritter, three picks. I mean, just when you think maybe Ritter's showing the signs, he kind of lets you down again. They've been letting him loose, though, 47 pass attempts. Um, so, yeah, Falcons-Bucks, potential big NFC South matchup. Your thoughts on this one?
1: Yeah, um, I think the Bucks are just one of these teams that plays the same game script every week. Um, and it works reasonably well. I mean, they try to win the turnover battle. They try to limit their mistakes and maximize the other team's mistakes. They try to rely on their defense, rely on their playmakers. And to be honest, Baker has been like really good at not taking sacks and being careful with the ball, which isn't what we've seen from him. But if he's kind of figured that out, it's like, he are always had obviously the traits to be at least a solid quarterback because he was the number one overall pick. I mean, you don't have yeah. the number one overall pick without a really high amount of talent. And now he's kind of figuring out the more mental, <clears throat> intangible part of the game. So I think things are weirdly looking up for Baker. And like you said, with Ritter, just he's just not it. I mean, like straight he's up. Yeah. In, better but he's just you just look at that guy and you see a backup I'm sorry I you know it's no fault to him he's he's way better at football than I could ever imagine being (laughs) but like I you know I and I only say that because I'm not trying to go after him or anything like that but I just I think he's what's holding this team back and I'm gonna take the bucks in this game because I think these rosters are reasonably similar I think maybe the Falcons have the edge at with the playmakers in the line a little bit, but I take this Bucks defense. So, kind of evens out outside of the quarterback. You feel like, and I just trust Baker more at this point, which sounds weird to say, but yeah, that's why I'm going with
0: the Bucks. For yeah. you. it's funny you talk about Desmond Ritter. I, I was literally um, it's just I was talking to my boy who uh, who played at Tulane. I guess it was two years ago, and uh, he was talking about. I was I asked him the other day. I was like, oh, like who like was like the best player you saw play and he was like I think Matt Corral did the best but then he was talking about Desmond Ritter. He's like, yeah, we played the Cincinnati team with like sauce and all that. And I'm like, oh like Desmond Ritter was on the team. And he's like, yeah, like there was one play where like cause it was a home game and he was on the sidelines. He was like Desmond Ritter comes like sprinting at and he almost took me out. Like I didn't realize how like he's like he was a big ass dude. I was like I started laughing. Um funny random story. But um shout out to boy Jackson. But um yeah I'm gonna pick the uh, the Bucks as well. Um you know, the Bucs, they're an interesting team. I think part of their problem offensively is they just have no run game whatsoever. Like Rashad White is uh, not very good. The O-line is, at this point, outside of Tristan Wirfs, not very good. Um, so they're really limited to just kind of passing the ball, which obviously I think, you know, Baker, what he was so used to on the Browns was a run-heavy offense, and now he's kind of changed to a pass-heavy offense, which I don't think is the worst thing for him with those weapons. Um, but I think it would just allow that offense to have a little more success if they could run the football a bit better. Um but regardless, like, this Falcons team isn't very good. Um, they got to use Bijan more, man. Like, the fact that him and Algier are, like, spinning carries. I know Bijan didn't have his best game last game, but you use, like, the number seven pick on him or whatever, eight pick, number eight pick on him for a reason. Um, yeah, whatever it was. Yeah. yeah, whatever, seven or eight. Um, maybe six. I don't think it was six. Was it six? Could have been six. I, I don't remember the numbers. <laughs> regardless, it doesn't matter. Um <laughs> Yeah, get, get Bijan the ball more. I mean, I'm happy to see them finally. Drake London, nine catches for 125 yards last week. Like, finally, it's like they're getting the ball to him and and Kyle Pitts a little bit more, um, which is good to see. But at the same time, you want to see Bijan getting, getting some love, too, because he's a good player. But, yeah, I'm going to go with the Bucs. Um, this defense has been pretty solid throughout the course of the year. And like you said kind of earlier, like, I just trust Baker a bit more than Ritter. And, uh, you know, I think Mike Evans and Chris Godwin are are uh, better at this point than uh you know the Falcons weapons so yeah I'll go with the bucks so yeah moving on to uh this will be an interesting one Raiders at Bears um the Raiders won a, a close one against New England last weekend uh so they're now 3 and 3 surprisingly they just the Raiders Jimmy G will just somehow somehow find his way to 500 um even on a bad team but the Bears it, pretty much confirmed I think that they'll be without Justin Fields who suffered a dislocated thumb uh so that's not good they're starting uh I forget the kid's name but he came in last week it's a beige. terrible yeah through a terrible pick to end it um so you know this Bears team already sucks Fields was really looking good it sucks I, I'm just such a Justin Fields guy and have this happen now after he's playing so well sucks um but yeah, what are your what are your thoughts on this one? Uh I mean, I'll go I'll say real quick. I'm going to pick the Raiders. Like I just don't trust the this kid who's playing for the Bears and their Bears aren't good as it is and without Justin Fields, I don't see any way they win this game.
1: Yeah. Um I'm yeah, I'm also going with the Raiders. This would probably be a toss-up type game if Fields was yeah. playing. So it's just and it doesn't look like Jimmy G is playing.
0: Oh, yeah, actually.
1: he. So he, he got re-injured. He hurt his back. I don't know if that's what it was Oh, before, right, but that...
0: yeah, because they were, like, worried it could be something super serious. Yeah. I totally um, forgot about that.
1: So, I guess this is a battle of two of the worst backup quarterbacks in the league. So, that could be interesting. But
0: is I'm still Stidham? thinking the interrupt. Is it Stidham? No, Stidham's a the know, Broncos. No, it's Boyer. Oh, wow. <laughs> that's Brian awesome. Brian Hoyer, yep. 38 years it's... of age, Brian Hoyer. Okay.
1: That's just that's football. I yeah. Um, <laughs> So there's I I don't have much like I'm not going to be when this game gets shown on red zone. I'll be checking my phone or something like that. <laughs> so I think the, the Raiders defense isn't that bad. Like Max Crosby is a freaking beast. Um, yeah, he's kind of he's probably the defensive player. Eh, I don't know. There are a lot of I don't know. There have been a lot of great defenders this year, but. He's in that conversation and Patrick Graham, the uh, defensive coordinator, has done a really good job. He was with the Giants and did a good job and then kind of struggled to implement his system last year. And now this year, it seems like he's he's doing it really well. So, you know, they're not a talented defense, but they're like mediocre. So that could yep. really cause some problems for the Bears. Um, So I take, take the Raiders in this snooze fest, too.
0: That I didn't, I totally forgot about the Jimmy Jandry. I'll take the Raiders still. Um, but I'm looking at Brian Hoyer's career. This guy's got such an interesting career. Came in the league when he was 24 with New England. He's only made 40 career starts in the like 14 years he's been in the league. And, and he's just like, he's just churning it out. It's pretty, the life of backup quarterback is crazy, man. Like, bro's been in the league for like 14 whole years on a team every year. Like, that is nuts. Yeah. And he's still doing it at 38. They think he's the next Tom Brady. Um, (laughs) uh, Moving along. Uh, Browns at Colts. Big win for the Browns. They knock off the 49ers. This defense played lights out. Uh, It's probably the best, maybe the best defense in the NFL. I mean, I think someone said, I saw something, I don't know if it was a graphic or what, but the addition of Jim Schwartz to the Browns was probably the most impactful off-season move player or coach made by any team. And I completely agree. I mean, the defense we had seen with Joe Woods with this team compared to this defense, it's like we'd. Oh, I feel like everyone was always just like this Browns defense has all the talent in the world, like but they suck. Like what's going on? And now it's like, holy cow! I mean, they they did go out and get some guys. They got Darius Smith, Dalvin Tomlinson, uh, Juan Thornhill this offseason. Young cornerback rooms playing well, but um, yeah, Deshaun. It's unclear if he'll play this week. Anthony Richardson's out for the season though. It's gonna be Gardner Minshew the rest the the rest of the way um your thoughts on this one
1: yeah i don't know it feels like the browns like they just would lose this game after yeah. having a big <laughs> win yeah. um and this is another game where we don't know if if the quarterback's playing because watson didn't practice today so that doesn't matter it's long, the whole league is just, yeah all the everyone's banged up <laughs> everyone's banged up right now yeah um outside of that though like the Browns defense is just so good. Um like you said, um the talent's always been there. It got even more talented and now they have the right guy running, you know, leading the ship and I mean, there's just not much you can say. They just they made Brock Purdy look awful. I mean, like that's that's hard to do when, you know, there were some injuries and stuff like that, but you know, they you just have to give credit to this Browns defense. Um, and offensively, I still like the, you know, they're going to probably be able to run the ball pretty well. The coaches lost their nose tackle. Grover Stewart, he's a good underrated player. Um, I just, yeah, I think the Browns probably don't have to do too much on offense to win this game. Um, oh. but I still think they win it. Maybe some defensive scores, something like that. Um, yeah. Just feels like they're one of those defenses that just wins you the game unless you know your offense loses you the game sometimes
0: sounds <laughs> um, like the Jets
1: <laughs> sounds like the Jets uh yeah like I said there kind of are a lot of those teams like there's a scale of them in terms yeah. of how good they are but like the Bucks are similar the Titans are similar the Steelers are similar where they're all boys kind of,
0: even a little bit
1: Cowboys in a sense yeah um so there are a lot of teams kind of trying to play that way um but yeah, I, I'm going I'm going with um Jesus. What are we even what game the Browns. The Browns. Yes. Yeah, Browns Colts. The Browns. I completely forgot. I went on the tangent about the defense. I <laughs> just and it's just
0: <laughs> lost <laughs> it. Gone. Yeah. Um Yeah, I'm gonna pick the Browns too. Um you know, I, this Deshaun injury, it's just like it seemed like that week against the Ravens he's gonna play. And now it's like, oh yeah, it's this whole thing. Like, you know, it's week after week it's like, yeah. Maybe next week he'll be good to go. And yeah. like, when is this guy going to play again? Yeah, but man. um, I mean, the fact that they won that game against the Niners is so huge. They're now three and two, winning this game four and two. I mean, that would be so huge. Um, and I think they'll, I think they'll get the job done. I think, like you said, the defense is just good enough that I think Gardner Minshew, you know, seeing how Brock Purdy and that loaded Niners offense did, given they lost some guys throughout the game, but still, you know, they really struggled. Um, I can't imagine Gardner Minshew is going to do amazing. I mean, the Colts. The only way they win this game is, you know, through the rushing attack with Jonathan Taylor and Zach Moss, which has been amazing this season. But you got to look at what the Browns have done this season. You know, they held Derek and Chenry. Derek and Chenry, Derek Henry seriously in check earlier the season. Um, You know, I'm trying to think last week. I don't think CMC – you know, 11 carries for 43 yards. Like, it's not going to kill yet at the end of the day. Um, so, you know, this is a tough matchup for the Colts, I think. I think, you know, P.J. Walker can he, he beat some – really bad throws that you know made you almost jump out of your seat being like oh my God you're gonna throw the game away but you know he he's 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 a serviceable back serviceable backup I think we've learned over the, the years you know he can win you a game in the NFL he's not you know once you start rolling him out four or five games then it's like okay like let's get him out but like when he comes in for a game or two it seems like he always kind of finds success um so I think you know one more week with him and they can survive and then hopefully after that uh you know Baker's good to go or not Baker uh Deshaun's good to go. Uh but maybe he'll play this week. I don't know. It seems probably unlikely, but um yeah, I'm gonna pick the Browns. I think just this defense, man, it it's fun to watch at the end of the day. And if this offense can figure it out, Amari Cooper too, man. Shout out. That guy made some crazy catches. He is uh he is a machine. Um but yeah. Moving along, commanders at Giants. The Giants, man, with Tyrod, they, they somehow played the Bills super tight. Um I mean, everyone was expecting a blowout and we actually got a I mean it was wasn't a good game, but it was a you know a close, close game, I guess you could say. Yeah. Uh, that's probably the word I was looking for. Yeah, Justin Pugh straight off the couch, great intro. Um, they signed him to the active roster. So what do we think? Does the does the couch man lead the Giants to victory or uh is Mr. Howell gonna get the job done?
1: I think I think the commanders will win. Yeah. Um I don't know. I don't even really, I think the Giants defense looked encouraging. I think that you can yeah. take some positives away from, um, but they still probably shouldn't, didn't really have any business being in that game. Um, Bobby O'Kara, the linebacker had a great performance. Um, he They signed him to a pretty big contract. So that's, that's like a good sign. You're just trying to get as many positives as you can, if you're the Giants, because the season feels very over for them. <laughs> um, and, in a weird way, like Tyrod's mobility and experience kind of helped mitigate some of the offensive line pro- problems. Um, yeah. So maybe they're a little bit more competent now, but they just still look like one of the worst teams in the week. So I'm going. I'm going with
0: the Commanders, though. Um,
1: what say yeah. you?
0: What say you? I love it. I'm going with the Commanders too. <laughs> um, yeah, the Giants are they're in a bad spot. I mean. I feel like we talk about them every week, so I don't need to go. I don't need to rip into them too much this week since they actually did put together a decent performance. Um, obviously, injuries have hurt this O line a lot. Not that that would necessarily matter. Like, just I think my my rant today will be directed towards uh, Joe Shane, the general manager. Like, this guy's just failed the team at the end of the day. Like, the like, I just don't get how the wide receiver room is how it is and how that was like how you can go in after a playoff season and just not address that, which is obviously, like, such a need. Um, and they expected Isaiah Hodgins to just go in and kind of, you know, have that magic that he had at the end of last year. I don't know. Um, you know, it's going to be interesting to see what happens with the Giants, with Shane, with that. Dable. even, like, I know people are not calling for his head, but, like, there's talk of, like, you know, what the hell happened? Like, what's going on? Like, they are they going to move on from him? Which I don't think they will. I think GM would probably go first. I don't know, though. It's going to be really interesting to see. Uh, kind of how they approach the future, uh, but yeah, they suck. Um, so the Commanders should win this game um, pretty easily, I would say. But with Washington, what you think will happen never seems to happen. So it's probably going to be Danny Dimes maybe he gets a gets his revenge. I don't know. He always plays well against the Commanders too. Yes, that's um, true. So if he does play, maybe maybe we should be picking the Giants. I don't know. Um, this is a good game. Lions at Ravens. Uh, Lions five and one. I'm on our St. Brown, huge week. Dave Montgomery did go down. Um, I think Jameer Gibbs is potentially coming back this week, though, which would be big for them. I don't know, though. It's kind of unclear at this point. Um, Ravens, uh, four and two, bounce back win against the Titans um in London. Uh interesting, interesting matchup. I don't know. I feel like this Ravens offense, um, I don't want to say it's been disappointing because they've gotten the job done, but at the same time, I feel like they had high expectations going into the year with some of these moves at receiver and kind of just feels like they're once again, stuck with like one solid receiver and a bunch of kind of mediocreness. I don't know. Um, So yeah, what are your thoughts on this game and uh, I mean, both these teams?
1: Yeah. I mean, these are, these are two really good teams. I'm excited for this game. Um, The Ravens offense isn't exactly what we were hoping for, but, it's getting there. I, I still feel like Zay Flowers is gonna be really, really good. Yeah. And I just think him and Andrews with Fulmar is a really good foundation. Um so I'm I'm cautiously optimistic that this offense is only getting better and their defense has been really, really good. Um yeah. and so is the Lions. I mean, the Lions they don't have as much talent as most of the top defenses in the league, and they're probably not one of the top, top defenses in the league, but Numbers wise, they're just like they're hard to run against. They're hard to throw against. They first force turnovers. They, they just have like solid NFL starters. It seems like at at all three levels. And then Hutchinson's kind of the, the main guy. Yeah, he's a star. Yeah, he's he's a a star. He's a beast. Um, so I'm gonna go with the Ravens, but I'm Really? really, I'm unsure in this one. I, I think it could go either way, and I think this is gonna be one of the better games of the week, though.
0: I'm gonna go with the Lions. I'm gonna ride the wave. Um, yeah, Jared Goff is uh man, what a turn for that guy. Like you look at what happened with the Stafford trade, the Rams just give up on him. You know, people are just like, oh, overlook him, you know. Yeah, we'll get through a year of Jared Goff and select a quarterback. We'll eat Donald. Now it's like guy is uh, you know, the Lions are probably gonna pay this. I mean, they're I think definitely gonna pay Jared Goff as they should. I mean, he's been great for them. Um If he somehow hits free agency, I think a lot of teams would come calling. So um, shout out to Jared Goff. Um, His wife's a Sports Illustrated swimsuit model, too. So that man's living a good life at the end of the day. But uh, back to football, uh, this Lions team, like you said, like just a gritty defense. I think that's maybe the right word to describe it. Like they just play hard. Um, Like you said, like they don't really have like the superstar names that you maybe look to look at, like on a Ravens defense. Um, which is really good, like you said, like this Ravens defense is really good. This is gonna be a, a really tight game, probably one possession. Um, but I don't know, man. The Lions just kind of have this feeling to them and I'm just not sold on this. I mean, I, I'm not sold on this Ravens offense yet. I think Andrews is obviously, you know, a stud. I think Zay Flowers is a stud. Um, but outside of that, it's like the same thing. We've seen, you know, JK's down, Odell is cooked, you know, Rashad Bateman looks like he's almost taken a step back. Um I'm just worried. I don't know. I'm not sold on this Ravens offense. Mm-hmm. Lamar, obviously, is Lamar, and he's a star. and He finds ways to win, but, um, oh. yeah, I'm going to go with the the Lions. I think they'll get the job done. All awesome. right, moving along. Bills at Patriots. Patriots now 1-5. I mean, it is just – it is is rough. I mean, this is probably one of the better games they've had all season uh, against the Raiders, but uh, Buffalo coming into town – not good for this new england team uh you think new england could pull it off i'm assuming you're going bills
1: yeah i'm gonna go with the bills here um i think they're almost gonna treat last week like a loss um in the sense of they're gonna come out pretty pissed that that was even a game um and the patriots we talked about their defense is like something that could really hold everything together but they've lost their two best defensive players and even then it probably wasn't quite as good as we expected or hoped or whatever. But so it's just, their defense is, I guess, okay, but their offense is so cataclysmically bad that it just doesn't, it doesn't
0: matter. Yeah, I know.
1: I'm, I'm pulling them out today. I'm like Stephen A. Um, (laughs) No, um, but yeah, I mean, the Patriots are just a really bad team, and I like I said, I expect the Bills to not want to have another repeat of last week, and they've played really well against the Patriots, um, recently. So I'm going to go with the Bills here very easily, and I'm assuming you are too.
0: Yeah, I'm not even going to get into it. To be honest, I think you talked about it pretty well. I think the Bills will will bounce back this week, and you know New England's gonna be looking for a new quarterback at the end of the season. I mean, I think that is uh abundantly clear at this point. Uh, Cardinals at Seahawks next game. Uh, Fiat's three and two at this point. Uh, you know, bad, not bad, but really close game with Cincinnati. That you know, I'm sure Gino would love to have back through two picks. Um, Cincinnati, you know, up to three and three. So I think they're on bye this week. So, um, I mean, it real quick, the Bengals are you back in on them or not?
1: Yeah, I was gonna make a Try I was gonna I made a point in my head to try to talk about the Bengals. I think they're back. I still I, I'm gonna be honest, I think they're gonna come out of the AFC. Um Wow. I yeah, I think the Chiefs they just look really limited weapon-wise. The Bills are too hurt on defense. And I think the Bengals, I think they've they're gonna figure everything out. I think Burrow's healthy. This defense looked really good. Jamar Chase is a freaking beast. They've still got T. Higgins. Like I I'm I'm back in on the Bengals train. Um yeah, you?
0: I mean, I'm not. I am I think they'll make the playoffs. I don't know if I'm back in on like, I don't know. I'm still a little concerned. I feel like Joe Burrow like I don't know if he's fully back yet. Like he only threw for 185 yards this week. Like I feel like he's That's after that Arizona game, like it still has not been Joe Burrow per se. You know, he found a way to win this one. He found a way to win the Rams one, but he hasn't been himself in my eyes. Um <laughs> T. Higgins just switches number back to 85. I'll also add that. I mean, number five, I know, you know, that was the, the college number, but it has not done you well so far, Mr. Higgins. So, I don't know. That's a random thought. But this this AFC North is nuts. Man. Like, it is four – I mean, the Steelers, I think, stuck, but they're always there. So, it's like four legit playoff teams. I mean, it is probably, probably the most competitive division in football. So, um, yeah. But moving back, Cardinals, Seahawks, Cardinals – you know, they've they've found where I think everyone expected to them for them to be going into uh the season outside of those first three games they've basically been kind of blown out in their uh their last three um so I mean I'll start I'll go with the Seahawks I I think uh you know I just don't think the Cardinals are very good they've gone started to get banged up and it's kind of clear that uh you know they're I mean they're pretty much tanking but you know they're, they're trying on the field at least but yeah this team is not very good so I'll go Seattle
1: yeah, same. Um, it's a cool story. They're trying, they're playing hard. I think I think they might be in a really good position come this offseason. I still kind of believe in Kyler, to be honest. But um he's well, that's the, true. He did he did yeah, practice
0: he, or he's he going practice. to practice. Yeah. yeah.
1: I don't I don't think he'll play this week, but he will play at some point. That'll be exciting. I did pick him up in all my fantasy leagues. So
0: <laughs> I saw I think I saw that uh, transaction uh-huh. go by on yeah. my phone.
1: Um, nice yeah, nice stash um for yeah, some people in fantasy leagues if out there. Um but yeah, no, the Seahawks are winning this game. Um they just they're really good on offense. The Cardinals aren't gonna be able to stop them, and their defense might look pretty good. Um yeah, the I mean the Cardinals offense isn't horrible, I guess, and they like seem to be doing the right things, but yeah, Josh you know,
0: Dobbs has been playing well.
1: Yeah, but even even the Seahawks defense should have like a pretty easy time. Um yeah. I yeah, I'm going with the Steelers. Yeah. Uh
0: next game, Steelers at Rams. This one's pretty interesting. Um uh, Steelers coming off the bye. Deontay Johnson might be back. Kyron Williams can be out for the Rams. Uh Cooper Cup's been back. He's been balling out. Um, this feels like I want to lean Rams, but then I'm like, this is like, are the Steelers just gonna pull this one out like they always do? I don't know. What are your thoughts?
1: Hey. I'm really excited for this game. I love, I love the, I like, I like watching both these teams play because the Rams are just like a very finely tuned machine of doing everything they can on offense with like the limited offensive line they've got. And the Steelers are trying to do the thing where they're the worst offense in the league and still make the playoffs. So <laughs> that could be really interesting. Um, Yeah. So they're both kind of like weird fun teams to watch i'm gonna lean towards the steelers just feels like they make like a defensive player too and this rams defense isn't gonna maybe be able to capitalize the same way that the steelers defense is you know i don't think i don't think the steelers will have like a great offensive day but i don't think it'll be a disaster necessarily so
0: i'll lean steelers but this could go this could go either way i'll go with the rams um I mean I don't know man it's hearing you describe the Steelers as a fun team to watch is uh it's is interesting way to put it i don't know I'm a stick of Defen- that yeah, def- yeah. <laughs> defensively i think they're super fun to watch offensively it's it's an experience for sure but um yeah i mean i think getting Deontay hopefully back will be huge for them i mean it just kind of adds to uh, i mean Deontay's kind of a <clears throat> you know he's always banged up but he's pretty solid when he's in there um but yeah, I'll go with the Rams. I think Cooper Cup has, has just been so good. I don't think Pittsburgh's gonna be able to stop him. And Fuganakua obviously has still been playing really well. Um, so I feel like they'll figure out a way to, you know, obviously Williams is is not gonna be playing, but they signed, you know, Daryl Henderson, Miles Gaskin. It's like all the journey and just are <laughs> just are like, all right, here we go. We're gonna have you yeah. gonna run the ball seven times each, and hopefully one of you breaks for one big run. <laughs> um, they love Daryl Henderson there, though. I mean, he's always he's always getting the call midseason, like uh, Daryl, <laughs> baby, we missed you, buddy, come back. It's like this ex-girlfriend <laughs> you can't get rid of. Um, but yeah. yeah, I'll go with the Rams. I'll go with the Rams and and the boy Russ used to. Uh, haven't gotten a pick yet. I, I need maybe this week against Kenny. He's this is I the week. It. Yeah, I need it, man. I need it like I need like this. The Rams need Daryl Henderson. Um, yeah, exactly, Chargers. Big AFC West matchup, Chargers at Chiefs. Um, I mean, this Chiefs team, they're another team where it's like you look at the scripts, man. The Taylor Swift stuff, like they've been Travis Kelsey. It's just like this guy's like a world superstar now, it's <laughs> insane. Like, he is, uh, I mean, I see Travis Kelsey more in the news than I think any other celebrity at this point. It's pretty crazy. Um, but Chargers, obviously, a bad loss against the the Cowboys. and. I don't know if real quick you want to talk about Justin Herbert a little bit. Like there's people kind of not like, I don't know. I feel like Herbert just in the big moments, in the big games, like he just has not gotten it done in his career. He's such a talent, an elite quarterback, but I don't know, Dev, like I've kind of been saying it and I feel like I maybe said it once on the podcast this year, like I just haven't seen him win the big game. And once again, like kind of had the chance and, uh, you know, didn't really play the best of football in this one. I don't know if you have any thoughts on it, but, You know, there's definitely, you know, I think at least for me, there's some sort of there's a bit of concern with Justin Herbert in terms of can he win the big game?
1: Yeah, it's like it's not a it's not like his arm strength or his accuracy or his ability to read defenses like all of that's really good. It's just like like you said, like winning the big one, like that last drive, like Mahomes, like. When on a third and 10, if Mahomes needs to go run and get a first down, like he's going to be able to do it. We saw that in the Super Bowl. We saw that in the playoffs last year. Like when teams double team Kelsey, they don't have Tyreek anymore. A lot of times the best answer for Mahomes is, all right, I'm going to do it myself. And, you know, I don't, it's not, it's not all with the, the legs necessarily, but it just feels like that, you know, instinct to just get a first down, you know, even Mahomes with like the penalties, sometimes he's really good at drawing the penalties with, yeah. past interferences and some of that's just Mahomes but
0: he's Mahomes yeah
1: yeah but I, I, yeah you're right I don't know exactly how to describe it but it just feels like there's a little something missing and there haven't been a ton of elite quarterbacks this year Um, so it's it's not like he's the only one that isn't having the year we expected but I do think that of almost all the guys I feel like you know Burrow it feels like he's hurt you know Mahomes I'm honestly not even going to discuss being worried about Mahomes because you know that's They're somehow
0: just, 5 and 1 yeah
1: Yeah they're 5 and 1 they're fine um you know Hurts hasn't had the year we expected but I think he'll be fine like I think most of the other top guys will be fine but with Herbert I just it just it feels like maybe it's the Chargers being cursed or I don't know exactly what it is. I That said, I did have in my head that I was going with the Chargers here.
0: <laughs> so, and then I sent you on a spiral. Yeah, you so sent me go, in, a spiral. go into the go into your prediction. then Yeah.
1: Yeah. So I yeah. So I guess I just Herbert does seem to play well against the Chiefs and the Chiefs don't really have the weapons to make the Chargers secondary. pay. I don't think. And I don't know. I just it's just the Chiefs are five and one, and they're not playing their best football. So it feels like they're kind of due for a loss in a weird way. But I am I am worried about Herbert, and I think I think that is something to talk about. But I I am going with the Chargers here.
0: Okay. Real quick, a a fun headline that I just got on a Bleacher Report: <laughs> Skipping practice is only the beginning of what James plans to do in Philly. Oh boy. oh boy it's about to get good um sorry i just thought it. um yeah herbert is it's an interesting case like he's had a good season like i don't want to try i don't mean to bring that up to like say he's been bad this year or anything like he's statistically like he's played pretty well and um yeah but it's just just in his career i feel like we just haven't seen him like when is it like I mean, the, the the biggest one, I think, was that Raiders game, but they, like, lost. <laughs> but, yeah. you know, coming back in OT or, or coming back in regulation, like, that was, like, the game I think you can point to where it's, like, all right, Justin Herbert in the biggest moment of his life in a, of the team season, like, he can get the job done. So, yeah, they did lose that game. But I think they probably lost. No, they got the ball, though, right, in OT. I think they got hey. the ball at some point because it was, like, Who's Clock was expiring, day? yeah.
1: Yeah, no, they definitely did get the ball. I don't, I couldn't tell you what happened in that overtime, but they did. Yeah, get-
0: but um, so we had a chance to win there. I guess I don't know. Regardless, um, we'll talk about this week. Um, I am gonna pick the Chiefs. Um, you bring up Justin Herbert always plays well against the Chargers. Feels like Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey always play better against the or I, I Herbert against the Chiefs and Mahomes and Kelsey against the Chargers. Um. I feel like I've seen – it's not – it's always the Monday night in L.A. where Travis Kelsey has, like, a 1,000 catches for 500 yards and a gazillion touchdowns. So it's in Arrowhead, so I don't think we'll see, like, a – I hope that – if that Chargers – now I'm, like, curious. Sorry. Um, when the Chiefs and Chargers play in L.A., if I can find it. I don't know if I can. Um, regardless, I'm going to pick the Chiefs. I think um, – I am worried about the offense. I like the McColl Hardman trade they made today. I don't know if they'll suit up, but um, just some familiarity for Mahomes and a guy who, that's just what they need more of at this point. It's like, at this point, they don't even have the guys that it's like, they just sprint down the field and like, Mahomes can chuck it deep to, which McColl I think, is going to come in and, and give that back to Mahomes. Like, even the days, obviously when they had Tyreek, it was great, but even the days of just like, McColl, like Byron Pringle, like MVS, and uh, oh, there's some other guys I'm forgetting for sure, but like those kind of guys, and now it's like they don't even have those kind of guys. It feels like, but McColl is a good move. I'll just pick the Chiefs. The defense has been playing well, and at Arrowhead is never an easy place for anyone to win. So, um, yeah, I'll go with the Chiefs. Um, I want to find this. This freaking. I'm wondering if it's just not on the schedule, or if I'm just blind. Probably that I'm blind. No, it's week week eighteen, so I think it's on like a TBD the time. Um, sorry for going on that tangent but uh moving along packers at broncos man this is a boring game um you know maybe i, I would assume aaron jones is gonna be good to go this week after the bye um no
1: i know well it's just been oh, okay. like three straight weeks of of <laughs> he's gonna play and then he doesn't so
0: yeah well i saw i think i was looking it up actually today And i think there was an interviewer who's like oh i feel the best i've felt all year and it's like he'll probably be out but um that's that's the life. Um Jordan Love after the hot start, it feels like you know it's kind of cooled down, but he's playing the Denver Broncos who absolutely suck. So what are you thinking in this one, though?
1: Yeah, I just like can't pick the Broncos. So I'm going <laughs> with the Packers. I don't think the Packers are very good. Oh. I don't think they played very well. I think Jordan Love had his toughest game. I'm not like ready to say anything like major on him just because it's been five games, yeah. but he hasn't looked like a world beater so far. Um, but yeah, I'm going with the Packers. This is almost like a get right game for any offense in a way. Um, just, yeah, the running game will be open. The passing game will be open. (laughs) It will all,
0: at the floodgates. Yeah, the floodgates (laughs) will be
1: open. And then, yeah. So I, I think, I think the Packers win this pretty easily, actually.
0: Yeah, I'm going to go with the Packers too. I mean, like you said, like, this Broncos team sucks. And you got to imagine some trades are coming. Like, it seems like Judy's probably on his way out. It seems like, um. You Know, I mean, they already traded Randy Gregory. Um, you know, it seems like it's going to be a fire sale potentially. And this team's just headed in a new direction. I mean, they tried it one year with Russell again, it's just not working out. Um, I mean, even the I don't want to get into them too much, but like, I, even the Sean Payton trade, I still look at them just like I don't, I don't know, maybe it'll pan out. Maybe, you know, obviously, this roster right now is not very good, but I'm not going to get into that. Like you said, the Packers, I mean, Jordan Love, ferocious game, ferocious horrific what was i even trying to say i don't even know know. (laughs) ferocious and horrific i combined i guess i don't know ferocious that's a fun (laughs) one um three interceptions last game so it was horrific um but i think i'll bounce back like you said um and hopefully aaron jones is healthy i think aaron jones is like he's just the key for this offense like he's your best offensive player you just got to get him the ball he's a good pass catcher out of the backfield like I know they love doing their 50-50 bullshit with A.J. Dillon, but it's like, just get Aaron Jones the ball, man. Like, you look at how he played week one. He had, like, 11 touches for, like, 160 yards or whatever it was. Like, just get Aaron Jones the ball. I think it'll make the offense a lot better, but they probably won't listen. Uh, But I'll still pick the Packers in this one. Oh, this is a fun one, Dev. Your Philadelphia Eagles at home. Uh, Miami Dolphins. Could there be – Sunday actually I think that would be would that be a now I'm like off the uh no there would not be I was thinking there could be a Phil's home game that night too which would be nuts but it would be the night after if there was game six um (laughs) but so that means if somehow it gets back to game six the Eagles game will be the warm-up Eagles Dolphins this is gonna be a fun one um I don't know, really. I mean, you know better than me. What do you think the status is of some of these defensive players? Obviously, I mean, Slay was out last week, right? Yeah. Is he going to play this week? Because obviously, with those receivers, uh, you know, being banged up in the secondary is not the the thing you want at all. My (laughs) sense is
1: that Slay and Carter will play. Um, Mm -hmm. uh, Yeah, I think I think they will play. I think that was it was kind not precautionary, but. Their sense was it was only a one week injury, and I don't think anything this week has suggested it won't be. But like you said, it's going to be important to have Slay out there and playing well.
0: Um, Yeah, yeah. So what are your thoughts, Eagles? uh, Obviously, coming off the loss, Dolphins. um, You know their offense is moving. It's going to be. This is going to be. This is great. This is probably one of the better games of uh, potentially of the season.
1: Yeah, no, I'm really excited for this one. I think this is going to be a close game. Um, I just, I think this is going to be the best game of the the Eagles offense this year. I just, I just feel like this is going to be the game where everything starts to click and this Dolphins defense isn't super talented without Ramsey back. I think he's, that's a big difference for this defense. If slash when he comes back, it's looking like when will be very soon. Um, So that's good news for the Dolphins, but I am going to pick the Eagles. I, I do think. I just think it's going to be a great game for the offense. And I think defense can make a play, maybe Tua, like we've talked about, you know, he's prone to making, a, you know, one or two bad reads a game. And, you know, hope obviously we've seen a lot of that from Hertz, but hopefully, you know, Hertz can get back to that ball security he had last year. Um, so I'm going to go with the Eagles. What about you?
0: I'm going to go with the Dolphins. It might be a bit bold to say that Tua is going to go win this one in Philadelphia, but I don't know. I This offense, I mean, Tyree Kill is, you know, putting up historic numbers. Waddle's, you know, still there. Raheem Mostert's running the ball incredibly well. The defense has been relatively solid. So, look, this team is going to go as far as Tua goes at the end of the day. The talent is there the rest of the way. Jalen Ramsey will be back at some point on the defensive side of the ball. Like, this Dolphins team should be really good, and it's just going to come down to Tua, and can he get the job done? He has for most games this year. Um, you know, obviously Slay is coming back, but is he going to be a hundred percent? Probably not. I mean, you know, I mean, most of these guys in the NFL, I don't think are a hundred percent most weeks, but, um, you know, coming off the injury, you, you want to be as fresh as possible for a matchup with Tyree Keller or even Jalen Waddle. So I'm going to go with the dolphins. I think they're, their receivers find a way to get it done. Um, I think it'll be pretty high scoring. I think that, like you said, I think the Eagles offense will come out and play pretty well. Um, but I don't know, man, kind of a, a gut that gut feeling that the Dolphins pull it up, but I don't know. It's it's a tough one in Philly too. Like even as I'm saying this, I'm kinda like, what am I doing? But I picked against the birds last week and, and somehow made it. So I'm not trying to curse your team here, but um <laughs> yeah. Um I'll go with the Dolphins, why not? All right, 49ers at Vikings Monday night football. Um that was a terrible uh impersonation. I forget his name, but the the Spanish announcer. Um yeah. he's a he's the best. I love I those interviews. Yeah. Um Niners coming off the loss to the Browns, obviously. Um, you know, they're a little banged up now. I think Devo left the game with the injury. CMC, Trent Williams maybe too. Um so it's a little early to tell kind of the status of those guys. Regardless though, does it even matter? I mean this Vikings team is uh I mean they got the win against the Bears but no Jettis. This defense is pretty bad. It feels like Purdy and whoever's out there can probably find a way to get it done.
1: Yeah, no, I agree. Um, there's not too much to be said here, to be honest. <laughs> like, you just aren't super exciting without Jefferson, and I wish Kirk waived his no-trade clause, to be honest. Um,
0: yeah, me too. Um,
1: but, yeah, I think the Niners will win almost, I mean, obviously, it'll be better the more of their guys they have, and I th- Think I I think most of them will play. Um, Didn't seem like any of them were major injuries, but yeah, I, I, I just think the Niners are too good and the, the Vikings just don't have the path without Jefferson.
0: Yeah, I'll go with the Niners too. Like you said, like, it seems like those guys, I mean, I don't know. Devo's been injured and not injured for, it feels like, the whole year, so maybe they give him a one-week breather. I don't know. Um, CMC probably will go unless he really can't. Um, but at the same time, I mean, they're five and one, so at some point it's like, why risk injury? But you obviously don't want to, you know, those are three pretty big guys where if you're without them, like this offense will suffer. But they can probably survive against the Vikings. This Vikings team has not been great, and uh, you know, with a healthy defense, I think, like you said, Kirk is probably probably going to struggle a little bit, so yeah, I'll go with the, uh, the 49ers. Um, you know, it's still a really good football team, even with the loss, obviously. I mean, they that loss is on you don't want to say it's on the kicker. Cause you, you should, as an offense, they played terrible, but at the end of the day, like the kicker missed two kicks that if he made, they would have won. So, um, and I would have won my fantasy game too in one week. So thank you, Jake Moody, you amazing human being, um, <laughs> uni- university of Michigan graduate, which I love so much as well. But, um, yeah. Um, yeah, the, the Niners will win this one. <laughs> um, yeah. So, uh, that will do it for the NFL real quick. Uh, we're gonna talk some college football real quick. Um, I'm excited for college hoops to start up too. I mean, that's we're approaching a few weeks now from uh, from those games getting underway. But obviously, last week, um, really two two huge games, uh, and that was Oregon, Washington, and USC, Notre Dame. Washington pulls it through. They're now ranked number five in the country. Michael Penix Jr. probably the Heisman favorite at this point. Um, I mean, they've got receivers for days. It feels like Bo Nicks, you know, did his best. He played pretty well. Um, I mean, this Oregon team still really good, but Washington Huskies. Do you think this team is a you know serious contender for a national championship, or you know, and just another Pac twelve team that will ultimately kind of fall short?
1: I I think this is a real contender. I do. I think you almost get some twenty nineteen LSU vibes. Um, not even in the same atmosphere in terms of the NFL yeah. talent, but just a very dominant offense um with an older more experienced college quarterback and you know he just he's he just does a great job of playing point guard for this offense and I don't mean that as an insult I mean he just puts the guys in the best position to succeed he's very accurate very smart with the ball like has a lot of you know tua type traits to him as a lefty you know I'm sure he's going to get that comparison a lot when he's coming out but yeah. um yeah I mean I, I do believe in this Washington team. Um, it's hard to with the history of the Pac twelve in this era, like you said. But I um I'm gonna I'm gonna I'm gonna buy the you know the stock here of Washington.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna buy it too. I mean, it's tough. Like, I think it's gonna be super interesting. I mean, they're gonna be in the Big Ten with Oregon next year, so both these teams are gonna be competing at the the highest level. I mean, the Big Ten, I, the Big Ten is gonna be both. I mean, the SEC is already crazy, but the Big Ten, like. You look at the the number one poll right now, like that's I think fifty percent of the teams are gonna be in the Big Ten next year, between Ohio State, Michigan, Penn State, Washington, Oregon. Yep. And then you've got USC, <laughs> UCLA who are good teams too. I mean, it's 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 freaking nuts at the end of the day. Um yeah, Penix Jr. man I mean it's crazy this kid came from like Indiana. <laughs> I mean yeah. what they had there, but good for him, um, you know, he's been balling. It's gonna be really interesting to see where he ends up with the draft, obviously. But um, right now the high's been favored and for a reason. And I mean, this team's got really good receivers kind of, like I said, in, in the open. Um, so uh, yeah, I think they could, you know, at the end of the day, like you said, like the LSU team, like they obviously had a pretty good defense, obviously a lot of first round talent, but at the end of the day, offense can really take you far. Um, but it can't take you everywhere. And I think, you know, Ohio state almost taught us that last year, even though they probably should have won that Georgia game. Um, at some point, you know, your defense has to step up and make a stop. And, you know, not that the Washington defense, Washington defense can't. Um, to be honest, I don't really know much about the Washington defense, so I'm not going to make a casual comment here. But, yeah, I'm buying into the Washington. I think it's a fun team, too. I think it's always good to see new teams enter the mix, too. I mean, we're so used to seeing – obviously, Clemson's kind of faded out now. But these last few years, it feels like it's always Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State. Um, you know, Michigan's dabbled in there these last few years. Um Kind of same few teams so it's exciting to see like a team like washington who usually is in like the top 25 but finally kind of get that spot in the top five um so i think college football honestly this year is at a much better spot than it's been in at in you know past years i think you could say yeah all right real quick usc game against notre dame notre dame blows them up 48 to 20 um you know this essentially shatters usc's playoff hopes i would you know I feel like I confidently yeah, say. Probably. I guess if they win, yeah. let's see their schedule. I mean, if they play, they play Oregon, Washington, Utah, and UCLA hate the rest of the way. Oh my god, for the next yeah, five games, are wild. Pac-12 is wild, and the fact that it's like breaking up is awful. It's low key awful. Yeah. I, yeah. It's a good man. It is what it is, but yeah, I mean, this team's looked not mediocre, but they've. The, the defense does not look good. They've given up 40-plus points in three consecutive games now. Um, three interceptions for Caleb Williams. Obviously, I think this guy could throw 10 more interceptions and probably still be the first overall pick, but um, I don't know if you got a chance to check out this game, but your thoughts on them and, and kind of you know Caleb Williams. I mean, you, I don't know. I doubt this is true, but there was something I saw where it's like he wants NFL ownership and stake in whatever team drafts him. I was like, that is – Caleb, you will be undrafted because the one thing these rich owners do not want to give up is money and money. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so it's pretty funny. but yeah, your thoughts on uh, I mean this game and and just Caleb Williams in general?
1: yeah, I mean, Notre Dame's a good team, um, good defense, probably the toughest one he's seen all year. but like that's not that's not what you want to see. Um, <laughs> like three interceptions, two of them were pretty bad if I remember correctly. Yeah. Um, so I, I mean, yeah, like you said, he could probably have thrown like six interceptions and he'd still be the first pick, but it's just not, not great to see that. Um, like we saw with Stroud, a big thing is how you do when the things get tough, not how you do when things are easy. Yep. And I think, you know, that's something to watch with Caleb Williams is like, he's got four ranked matchups in his next five weeks. So let's, let's see what he can do.
0: Um, yeah, hundred percent i sorry were you gonna say no that? no no I'm done yeah I mean 100% I like I like that you bring up Stroud I mean yeah like it's something that I think I wonder I mean it's tough to really scout someone just like what happens when it the tough gets going but like Jay Stroud like like look at how he's done in the NFL and like there was you know he yeah I don't know I don't know I'm losing words here um uh, but yeah. I mean, like you said, in that Georgia game, like he went through a lot and he, he figured out a way to get his team where they needed to be to win the game. And ultimately they didn't, but that's besides the point, but uh shout out CJ who I, I guess, yeah, they're on by the Texans. So, um, but yeah, I don't know. Caleb Williams, he's obviously a superb talent. I think it's almost good to see him go through a little adversity and see how he responds. Um, Cause just like, like you said, like if everything's easy. It's just like, you can't learn. Cause in the NFL, things aren't easy, even for guys like Mahomes and and these superstars, like they lose games. They get injured, they have receivers go down, like they've got to figure things out. So for Caleb Williams to have a game like that, I think it's good to, you know, also I don't want to say pump the brakes, but at the same time a little bit too. Cause it's like when someone gets this tag of like generational, you know, if he was in the same draft as Burrow or Lawrence, he's going number one, like the pressure is on. And I think at this point it's good to kind of see that he's human almost and just be able to, you know, enjoy him for what he is and and stop talking about, you know, I think it's almost good that that game happened in a way for him but i think it'll be that schedule's crazy so i mean if they go out and win all five the rest of their games they got a playoff shot but it's probably unlikely considering how good like washington and, and oregon are i mean they're probably the third best team frankly in the in the pack 12 right now yeah all right well i think that will do it for this week's episode of outside the arena uh thank you guys so much for watching obviously next week world series preview uh nfl's going on as always nba we're inching closer and james harden's about to cause some chaos so we're gonna probably have stuff to talk about as always if you haven't already like comment and subscribe to the channel check us out on apple Podcasts and spotify at outside the arena there uh all our social medias will be in the description and yeah we'll see you on next week's episode of outside the arena